0: If you enjoy these speakers, please consider joining us at the OA birthday party this January 18th through 20th at the LAX Hilton in sunny Los Angeles. This event includes workshops, speakers, marathons, panels, special focus meetings and more with hundreds of OA members from around the world. Registration is just $45 through Thanksgiving and 55 after that. The OA rate at the Hilton for up to four people per room is just 134 per night. There is a hotel shuttle, so you don't even need a car. If you're interested, please visit oabirthday.org for more details. Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Cole. Hi, I'm Cole, Compulsive Overeater. Hi, welcome to all the newcomers. Like, this is for you guys. Um, Overeaters Anonymous Saved my life. I would not be where I am today if if it wasn't for this program. um, And for you guys, oh, I just have to call myself out. I was like, fine. And then as soon as it was getting closer to this, literally, I felt my heart like just start pumping like crazy. So, okay. What it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, Also, if you don't hear like your story, Out of my mouth, please, you know, they say to try six different meetings before you decide if O E is for you. Um, So what it was like. I believe I was born a compulsive overeater. Obviously, I don't know what that was like, but I remember... um, Just being around three, four years old and apparently my mom would leave me with my grandma as like a newborn, like eight, nine months old. And I had colic, but they didn't know what colic was or I had, my son right now is a year old and he really struggled with insane acid reflux the first six months of his life. And now, you know, we had medication to give him and he would scream 24 hours a day. Um, and so my mom now believes that's what I had, but so she would leave me with my grandma and my grandma said that she would give me a whole pack of tea biscuits. She would crush it in milk. And when I would eat this, I would would relax. And, um, you know, I am almost 33 years old, and definitely that is, you know, that is my drug. That is what happens to me when I feel that emptiness in my stomach, which I didn't know was the disease or the addiction, when I would eat the food, it would give me that, like, (sighs) ah, feeling. And um. so, you know, I can remember four or five years old, like, sneaking food, coming down the stairs, like, I was a chubby kid, and so I would be sent to school with a pack of apples and some carrots, and my youngest sister was insanely skinny, so we had, like, the big Costco packs of, like, 27-pack chips, and I remember I would, like, you know, go and steal them and just, like, try to order them so no one would be able to tell, like, what happened. Um, I remember being in third grade, and all the kids would go out to recess and play. And I remember which kid, like, where his backpack is. And I would literally go into the room during recess and lunchtime. I'd steal his food. I'd eat his food. And I would, like, go about my business. And <laughs> there was an assembly that there's a kid, like, stealing food. And... <laughs> I was, like, a really good liar. I just, like, sat there um, and just, you know. It's a really shameful disease. And I believe that, like, I think what happened to me was I created the story until I came into the room that, like, I have major issues. Because, thank God, like, I grew up in, like, a pretty, happy, healthy family, like, a few minutes away from here. Um And I was like, you're not, you know, you're not allowed to be a compulsive overeater. Like, my dad would literally, so I'll say, we had a overall happy family. My body was everyone's damn business. Like, from my grandparents to my dad, especially to my dad, and I'll just take it back forward that, like, you know, after doing my eighth and ninth step, like, I know we have a, a wonderful relationship, but I still call my sponsor. Um, and I said, you know, my dad, a few weeks ago, literally looked at me and he's like, what the heck, your ass doubled. And you know, I'm pregnant again, and my and I still don't know how to stand up to him. I still, till this day, being in program for five and a half years, I just breathe because that was, like, the person I was always striving. Like, if he thought I was okay, then I'm okay because I don't want to put him in fear. He already has so much, like, he's doing so much for us, so I'm not allowed to put him in, like, more turmoil over my body. Like, what? Like, I really believe, like, I was the center of the universe. At least my body was. And so today, my sister literally turned to him and goes, Dad, like, what the hell's wrong with me? She's pregnant. And, you know, God bless him. He's a full-blown compulsive overeater, and I know that's just his fear. Like, that's his fear of, like, I'm not going to be okay, or my husband's going to cheat on me, or, like, you know, that's his stuff. And I get to sit in a room with him and have a beautiful relationship and do a living amends with him because of this program. Sorry, I'm kind of going to go back and forth, Um, but I am able to stand up to him when my little one-year-old has, like, the cutest big belly, and he's like, Nicole, you need to, like, you know, stop feeding this kid, and... Literally, I'm like, Dad, this is one thing you're not going to do. Like, you're not going to comment about my child's food and body. Like, that is one thing you're not going to do. And my mom was, like, so proud of me. She's like, yeah, you know, tell you tell him. Um, so to backtrack. My first diet was for my botanmist. I was thirteen years old. My mom was on this like celebrity diet book, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this with her and she was so proud of me, and we did the diet and I lost weight for the first time and it was that is where like the diet, the restriction the binging like really went full blown at age thirteen um and I continued and um I want to say like. Up until my early 20s, I started getting bigger, and um, for, like, a Hanukkah gift, my mom thought it would be a good idea that she'd take me to have, like, liposuction, and, like, two months later, obviously, I binged my way, and I gained plus more. Um, I got into UCLA, I was in UCLA, and I basically, like, tricked the psychiatrist, but I have ADD, and I started Adderall. Um got highly addicted to that. I would be in the gym, like, five, six hours a day, blew out two knees, took night classes, took day classes. Like, my focus was that, and I became, like, a, I became an anorexic, I want to say for, like, maximum a year. Like, I was only able to do it for a year until I blew out both my knees. I couldn't work out anymore, and so for me, my, um, and my biggest compliment, like people will come to me and be like, are you throwing up? I'm like, oh, I'm doing something right. Like, if that's what I look like, you know, or like my dad would look at me and his thing is to say, wow, I just love you so much more when you're skinny. And so in my, in my culture, I don't want to say in my culture, in the small little bubble I live in, my parents have kind of like ingrained it that like, if you're going to be happy, it's around your body. So, if I look good, then I'll marry the right guy and I'll live happy, you know, the happily ever after life. And I truly, 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 I believed it. Like, this was my goal. Like, whatever I would do, I would do it to be skinny. Um And my whole life, like, that's it. This is what it revolved. From the minute I'd wake up to the minute I'd sleep, this is what my life was about. Um... I hit a pretty bad bottom. Um, I started mixing Adderall with diet pills, with whatever concoctions I could think of. I wouldn't eat in the morning. I'd be in the gym. I'd pass out. You know, whatever you call it, I did to, like, control to be skinny. Um, and, you know, I've never done cocaine, but apparently... With the mix of all that, that's what happened. I literally remember going, like, insane one night. I parked my car somewhere, and I didn't know where I parked it, and then it was towed. And I really don't remember that night. Thankfully, I was with a friend, but I, like, realized that, shit, something was going down, but I wasn't willing to still put the diet pills down because it was, like, my control. It was, like, finally, I got it. Like, this is what it is. Um. So I continued to lose weight, and I went on a trip with a girlfriend. My, I had a breakup, and I went on a trip with someone I would never go on a trip with. My sister's best friend and my sister decided we'd all go on a trip together, and I was in like a, I was on the plane eating like plain kale and lemon and tuna, and she's looking at me like, what the hell? I brought it in like little bags, and um, we get. Vegas and we're sitting at the restaurant and I have not at this point it's been a few months that I've eaten bread and they brought the bread basket. Guys, I could not get off the table. You know when they say like as soon as you it's like our like those like those are the foods we're allergic to. Like I grabbed and I could not stop. I just sat at the table, like, another one please, another one. And my sister's friend was like, All right. And then after I was like She's like, all right, Nicole, like, we got to go, and um, that night, we went to bed, and the mini fridge was there, and I went to town, like, I cleaned up, I needed the sugar, and the salty, and the sugar, and the salty, and I was opening the diet pills, I was chugging the diet pills, like, I was like a, you know, crazy, crazy person when it came to this, Um And we were on the plane, and she gently said to me, I have a friend who's um, heavily overweight. And she's like, you know, I think it would be nice if we brought her to this program. Would you want to join us? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. We should bring her. Um, Little by, you know, me and her both came in the room, me and my best friend. And my best friend was like, these people are fucking nuts. Oh, sorry. Excuse my language. These people are nuts. Like, they're telling me that I'm going to have this forever. I don't want to have. No, I'm going to get it. Um, And I heard, finally. Like, like literally as I'm saying this, like my body just like, and this wasn't a meeting that I, I've never gone back to this meeting. It was like in Hollywood, it was a woman's meeting. I just, but what I heard out of those people's mouths that like you, bless you, there's a solution. You're not alone. You're not screwed up for having this and there's help. And we're here for you. And we accept you. And my whole life, this was such a secretive disease. This was the middle of the night, shameful. Let's go to the gas station. Let's go to the Rite Aid. Let's go to the liquor store. Let's go get all the food at night so no one can see you and just fill whatever emptiness it is. I didn't know what the emptiness was. I didn't know it was a disease. I didn't know it was a disease of not not being enough, not feeling enough, not having enough, not, you know, just whatever. Um, Today, I tell my thoughts to you guys, and I don't need to believe them. I am grateful we have fellows, and I can share whatever the heck I want, and I know I don't need to believe them um, because of this program. So, I heard everything I needed to hear, and that was June thirteenth, two thousand and 2013, years ago. To the newcomers, I have not stopped coming back. I think since then, I've been to a meeting four to five times a week, maybe three. Even, like, the week I gave birth, I handed my ba- newborn baby, and I was like, I need to get to a meeting, you know? Um <laughs> because because I know, I usually, like, don't stand up for myself with this type of stuff, but because I know I would lose everything. Like, I would lose my husband. I would lose my family. I'd lose my relationship. Because up to my own, like, self, like, everything would just be, like, so dark in this disease. Um It all sounds crazy. I was really, really good at, like, being the center – not center. I was a really good friend, like, with this disease. I had a lot of – I had a full life still. So I had, like – I always dated. I had a great job. I've owned my own business for the past 10 years. Like, I could do it on the outside. I had a great family, like, you know, but – no one, like, the darkness that would go on in here in the morning, that anxiety that you wake up with in the morning, with that whole, you know, that nervousness, not want, not wanting to come out of bed. Like, I didn't know what that was. I remember being at UCLA and, like, putting my classes to be later and just trying to sleep as much as I can so I wouldn't have to start eating. Like, the later I could eat, the better, because then it would give me, like, less time in my day. Um... So, yet again, I'm bouncing everywhere. But so I came to the room. Haven't stopped coming. Um, got a sponsor, and she was amazing. But I kept, I kept to, I still kept tra- trying to diet. I used it as a diet the first year of program, and I did, mind you, I had to gain weight that first time I came, but not first time, like when I first came into program, I was doing that crazy diet pill restriction stuff, so I had to be willing to gain weight, which was really hard, and I lied to my sponsor the first, I came in in June, I was still taking diet pills in March, and I was like, F this, I have to tell her, I have to tell her. And I called her one day, and I'm, like, I hit a bottom. Like, I'm gaining so much weight because the diet pills stopped working. And the food got out of control. And she just said, Nicole, that's okay. Like, can you um, go and flush them down the toilet? And I said, I think they would, like, plug the bathroom toilet. But, like, I'll take them to the big trash cans outside. And I did. And I... Never looked back. Never ever ever ever. Um, I so um I got honest with her. Obviously, I broke my abstinence then. I've broken it countless of times since then. I currently have a year and eight months of abstinence. It's no binging, no restricting. Obviously, with my old sponsor, it was no diet pills, and with this one too. But we just don't talk about it because it hasn't even been an option anymore. Um. I generally have three meals and a snack, but with pregnancies, definitely look different. Um, so I came in the room, had, got a sponsor, and I was, like, trying to, like, do no sugar and do no flour and just, like, really just still manage, like, not go to a higher power. I still wanted to, like, I know what I need to do to be skinny. Um and I tried doing that and that sponsor let me get away with it and I went to a meeting and there was a lady named Jeannie she lives in Michigan right now she was actually here last week and I shared and then I called her and she's like you need to call Lucy or Deva and call me back tomorrow and let me know what they say." And she clicked on me (laughs) and um like literally I'm like she's like tomorrow (laughs) and so she has like 30 something years like she's the real deal um And so, I called Lucy, and she's like, yeah, sure, great. And, you know, she said, you have to go to five meetings and take five service positions. And I was like, five service positions? This is ridiculous. Like, I can't (laughs) take a... And I did it. Like, I took five service positions, and it changed my life because I got into the, you know, the middle of the herd. And... It made my life bigger. It was like an hour of the day, but that hour helped me not think about food and my body and, like, the world revolves around me for the whole day. And it taught me about humility, that I'm not no better than anyone and no less than anyone. Because my disease wants to be, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you're better than, oh, no, you're such a piece of shit. Like, you know, and, sorry, I used bad language again. Um, So... I did that. We started working the steps, and, like, I didn't understand what the steps were. Like, I was like, I don't understand. So these 12 steps, obviously I'd been hearing it when I was in the room, but that step one of we're powerless gives, I do that now on a daily basis. I say the first three steps, and it has given me so much relief. Um, this is my second pregnancy, and shit got hard in the beginning, and I thought, like, okay, I can, like, go back and, like, start eating the food, that. And it got so loud, and I have to every morning. Like, I'm powerless over that. And when I'm powerless over that, I don't even have – I just don't have to go there. And it gives me so much clarity and so much, you know, life in my life. Um, so, how much time do I have? I haven't seen, like, the – Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, so, I started going to meetings, doing five service positions, calling three people a day, writing a gratitude list in the morning, writing things imp- three things I'm powerless over, writing um, three things I did right. Because being, rough, you know, Listing things that I did right is really hard for me. Like, just saying that, like, oh, I went on a walk. Oh, I called newcomers. Oh, I went to a meeting. Oh, I was kind to my sister. Like, you know, I think in this disease, I'll speak on my own thing. Like, we're so hard on ourselves, and it's so easy to just, like, take that, just, like, that felt and just be like, we're bad, we're bad, we're bad. And I had to really, like... You guys taught me to be gentle, and I needed that. And so the way it was for me is like, oh, shoot, like, I ate a sandwich, and now I'm going to go eat some cookies, and I broke my abstinence. Like, I did that over and over and over and over again until, like, okay, sometimes that's just going to be a meal. Like, a sandwich is okay. There were so many things I put, like, on the dark list that if I ate that, I would, like, run and binge. And so it's funny. Today I was at a restaurant with my husband and I asked them for a half a gluten free sandwich. Cause I don't know, it's less tasty and it doesn't make me want to do anything. And so, um, and so I ate the half a sandwich with my side salad. I'm like, wow, this tastes really good. I was like, this is pretty amazing. So I turned to the waiter. I'm like, oh, so like, what gluten free bread is this? And he's like, oh. I'm so sorry. I totally <laughs> forgot. And, you know, today, I just text my sponsor and I say, I'm done with lunch. I'm going to have a fruit as my snack, and then I'm going to have my plate of dinner. Like, I, the old Nicole would have had the sandwich, would have ran down to the right, like, literally, this was the street I grew up on, like, would have ran down to the righty down there, got in the ice cream, got in the chips, and just started, like, the craziness. And so... Instead, I got home, I went on a walk, I called a newcomer, we had an amazing talk, you know, I showered and came here. Like, it's so much simpler now. Like, life is simpler now. So, um, we started doing the steps. I thought thought the ninth step would be terrible. Like, how am I going to walk into, like, every store that I stole food from? They were so nice. I walked into a certain store and they're like, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no, can you give it to your charity? Um, you know, I, with, my, with my youngest sister, she, I don't want to say is one of us, but I think she's one of us, so, you know, I'm not going to take her inventory, but I've always been wanting to try to control her so she doesn't become one of us, or doesn't make the mistakes I've made, or doesn't... It's been tough because I have been, like, a mom, like, however my dad was with me, she was able to always stick up for herself. And so he always used me to, like, go in there, like, go tell, like, you know, your sister, like, how you're losing weight right now or how you're whatever. And so with my sister, I did apologize, but, like, it's more of a living amends every single day. Like, now when I see her and she had gone away for a year and she gained a lot of weight. She came back, and I got, you know, she wanted to go shopping for my wedding, and it was really hard for her. And I remember just taking her into the um, into the different stores and being like, you look beautiful. You're going to look beautiful. And that's not me. Like, that's my higher power. That's you guys. That's asking my sponsor, like, what do I do? So, um, for me, what has really helped me into the newcomers, don't let them scare you. This didn't happen overnight. But my morning routine is so important for me because what used to be my morning routine was not wanting to get out of the covers because I binged too much or I just, like, didn't want. I was restricting and I was so insane that I didn't want to go and, like, start the day and pick up food because I never knew where that would take me. Now I wake up and I just get on my knees. I say the third step prayer. I read, I have, like, three different um, literature, um, and I read that, and then I do writing, and then I read two pages out of the A A book, the Alk's Anonymous book, the big book, and I read On Awakening, and lately I've really had to read um, The Acceptance Prayer just because there's been a situation in my life that has been really hard for me, Um, to accept my diseases even though on paper it looks like you know I have a great job I have a great husband I have a baby like no that's not enough like there's missing it's always my disease is like the half empty disease and so what I have to do is I have to get real with you guys and I have to get honest with you guys so there's been a situation that has just been so uncomfortable like you know my college sweetheart of 10 years is now dating a close family friend of mine and I've been seeing them out and my head goes into I married the wrong person they have it all they're amazing I screwed up you know that's where my head goes and so this weekend when I saw them for the first time I'm so grateful. Literally, I looked up, and I'm like, okay, God, you're doing this for me. Like, you're doing this for me. And it's not easy. Like, those uncomfortable feelings come, and we were at a party, and there was, like, a ton of food. And instead, luckily, there was a fellow there, and I grabbed the fellow, and I went on the dance floor, and I danced with her. And I just said, all right, whatever happens, I do not go and pick up a piece of food. Like, because you know, that is where I would go. Like, the old Nicole would see that. Life sucks. God's doing this to me. I'm going to be a failure. I chose the wrong person. I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life. And let's binge. And then tomorrow, I don't get to feel the feelings. I just get to worry about how to lose it, how to exercise for six hours, what not to eat, what, you know, or just continue the binge. And so... I get to feel these really uncomfortable feelings and these growth feelings, but I know they're going to pass. Like, in a program, I know they're going to pass. And thank you. And... Um, It's hard to say this, but it's just, like, all right, God, like, you're doing this, and guide me. Like, guide me with my my next right action. I have been using this God box, like, it is my life so what a god box is to the newcomers it's just like a box and everything you know like when you can't sleep at night because you have a million things running in your head i just write it in there and i put it in my god box or in the morning you want to start your day i write it in there and i put it in the god box i probably had the same thing in the god box for the past few weeks um but i know eventually god takes it like i have to do a step one two and three with it um I'm sponsored, I sponsor, I call my fellows, I meditate. Whoa. So, when someone told me I had to meditate, I'm like, no, no, I can't meditate. I have way too many things going on in my head. Like, it's not going to help me if I meditate because then I'm going to have to hear everything. Uh-oh. Guys, meditation has saved my life. I started with a minute of meditation using, like, one kind of app. And I used that app for, like, a good year. And then I got sick of the guy's voice. And then, um probably know what it is. Um, And then I... Now, just try it out. There's no right way. I was doing 15 minutes of meditation, like, so nicely for a good two years. And then the baby was born, and I'm like, all right, we're going to work with eight to ten minutes. And so I just work with that, and that's okay. Like, I just make it that it's enough, and I invite God in. And um, what else do I want to talk about? Honestly, I think I covered everything. It is not a straight line. It has not been perfect. The only thing I've done right is coming back. Like, that's it. Just keep coming back, grab a sponsor, grab fellows, get to meetings, take service positions, um, and everything else will just, like, work its way. So I'm super grateful to you guys, my higher power, the steps, my sponsor. Thank you for letting me be of service. (laughs) Yes, is my husband a normie? Yes, he is a full-blown normie. Yep. So that's been, like, weird with having his food in the house. Um, look, there's times, thank God, for the past couple of weeks, it has not been my food, but he loves coming home from work and, like, grabbing a bag of chips every single night. And now I just... I just look at him, like, that's not my food. Like, that's just not my food. And so, you know, I did mention something last week. Like, you know, you don't want to do that every day. It's not good for you. But, um, and he, it's funny. He came home yesterday and asked for snap peas and hummus. So, whatever. Usually I don't comment. I really don't comment. It was just like, the crunching was driving me crazy every night. <laughs> The question is, did I grow up with a higher power, and did it change in program? Totally. Um, I didn't know. So, I grew up in, like, a traditional home. We would do the holidays. I went to a certain, am I allowed to say with a religion or no? Whatever. I grew up with, like, a certain religion, and I went to that school. So, I, like, had that, but I didn't. Understand that, like, wow, like your higher power. I didn't believe my higher power, like, cared for me. I thought it cares for, like, the orphans and the starving kids in Africa. Like, I didn't know I'm allowed to ask. That's why my disease was so shameful because I should have, like, you know, I have a roof over my head. Like, how dare you have a disease? Like, I didn't think it was a disease. Like, how dare you be a compulsive overeater? How dare you, like, go for food? And so, when I came into the rooms and I heard, like, oh, you're worthy. Like, you're, you know, someone says, like, I'm not the person, like, changing the waves, like, by the ocean. I'm not the one that determines if it rains. Like, so there is something above me. And so I had to act as if. And I still have to sometimes act as if. And, like, when I start, I just, like, literally do whatever you guys were doing like whoever there's someone who is like abstinence and I want what they will have and like I see they're like you know my higher power I would hear people with confidence say, like I believe my higher power did this you know for me and I'm like her husband just passed away how the heck is she saying that but I've seen people walk through insane things in these rooms and say that and I'm like all right I can do it too like, if they can do it, I can do it, too. And so, I have this higher power now that I have to choose to believe that it's happening for me. And that, you know, it says it in the big book. It's either God is everything or God is nothing. And, like, sometimes that's, like, like what the hell? There's all this crazy stuff going on. But, no, like, for me, for my own life, I have to believe that today because, Then I'm in control, and if Nicole's in control, like, you know, the disease will begin again. So I just have to stick close to the people who have a strong higher power, and through them, I kind of just, like, get that. Um, How has my work and my career evolved? So literally, I used to think it's all about, like, I need to get a new client. I need to get a new client. Like, if I don't get a new client, like, my family's going to be on the streets. I'm going to be on the streets. Like my disease is black or white like that's it like I'm not going to be on the street like I'm going to be okay and it's also the disease of it's not enough not enough and so with work I've had to just I'm in a field of like education and it's uh it's uh I want to just be and so I have clients and I've I've become just super honest and real if I believe someone doesn't need it, or, like, they'll call me and they'll be like, I need it five times a week, and I'll say, that's ridiculous, or, like, I want to start two years ahead preparing for X, and I'll say, no, 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 like, that's not necessary. You can start four months in advance. Like, I've become so real and honest that by that, my business has, like, grown, and it's I honestly want to say, like, 99% of it is word of mouth because I'm so honest and clear. And um, if someone, like, if the old Nicole, if someone overpaid, you're not getting your money. Like, yeah, like, their mistake. And now I'm like, now um, I'm, I call them and I'm like, well, you have a free session. Like, you know, whatever. Like, if they're not happy with whatever service I was providing, I'll be like, you know, your session is for free. So, I've just gotten really honest and real, and like, out of love, and and I and I, I see that like, as long as I'm, I thought, it's, I remember if I'm not if my food's out of control, then I need more clients. Like that's what it was about, and now I'm like, if I'm settled, if I'm serene, like if I'm okay, life is okay. There was like an old cup, I don't know, old timer that said to me, like, Nicole, like, you do enough, you have enough, you are enough. And I remember that in the beginning because I'm like, I need to get everything together. And she's like, no, like, it's okay, like, it's enough. And so i just, you know, I've tried to follow that. Quick question. All right, thank you for letting me be a privilege. <laughs>